Hello, and welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. I'm Claire, and with me is Bo. Hey! How goes it? It's good. I was supposed to be doing a bunch of shit today, and I didn't do any of it. Well, I mean, I did one load of dishes, but... Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> Just a nice, easy day. Except you gotta spend it with me talking about Supernatural, which is <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Always challenging. <laughs> I have had a busy day. Oh my god, I have not... I have worked a total of like six hours in the past two weeks. So I've just been drawing and drawing and drawing. I just finished a commission for Tom that I'm really happy. And Tom, Tom needs to check their fucking DMs because I sent it to them and they still haven't responded. I'm like, hello, I need the serotonin. Tell me how good I am. Tell me how good I am at drawing <laughs> now. <laughs> you, you know how they are. They're constantly fucking working. Just a little mm-hmm. busy little bee. And they just never fucking check their message. Like, I will be like, hey, can you, like, <laughs> are you ready to be picked up? I won't get a response for, like, an hour. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, oh, my God, hon, I love you so much, but oh, my God. My petty thing that I do when people don't reply, no matter how stupid it is, I call them. Good. That is, <laughs> that is good. I'm like, oh, I have your actual phone number. I'm going to call you. And they're like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey, um, I've sent you, like... <clears throat> 20 messages on discord or facebook or whatever and like they're not important but i would like you to read them right now yeah. <laughs> oh my god i don't do that all the time it's only sometimes i'm like hey hey you're you're not um paying attention to me right now that's not acceptable <laughs> <laughs> remember that time we were supposed to have D and mo just didn't show up so we were just Telling everybody in the entire world to find him and bring him <laughs> to D and D, and he was like asleep. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, no supernatural news, as far as I know. I'm sure some. I'm sure some crazy bullshit will happen as usual as soon as we close the call. Whatever, who cares? Um, today we're talking about. I'm so I'm so hyped for like this one, and then like the next few like recap episodes because it's like the good shit. Oh my god! Like. Today yeah. we got fucking episode 11 mystery spot. My favorite episode. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> and so this excited. last week was Groundhog's Day. Oh yeah, and that's so fitting. I got everyone I knew um, to give me suggestions for if you were stuck in a time loop, what song would you wake up to every morning that would drive you fucking bonkers? Oh my gosh. I got some pretty good suggestions. I I, nice. I kept everyone's suggestions from last year, too. I have a whole playlist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what mine is, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, all right. So episode 11, Mystery Spot. Uh, February 14th, 2006. Nope, not 2006. It's 2008. I forgot to change that. Whoopsie doodle. Uh, written by Jeremy Carver, directed by Kim Manners. Dean and Sam head to a place called Mystery Spot, a place where the laws of physics have no meaning, to investigate the disappearance of Professor Dexter Hasselbeck. On Tuesday morning, Sam wakes up listening to Asia on the radio, has breakfast with Dean, and while going to the mystery spot, Dean dies. Sam wakes up again on the same Tuesday morning, and the same day repeats over and over again, but he's not able to avoid the death of Dean every time. The Winchester brothers realize that they have been trapped in a time loop living the same day and apparently with no way out. When Sam notes that a customer in the diner called Ed Coleman has just changed his pancake syrup, he discovers that a trickster is fooling around with him. Oh my god, I love this episode. There is so much i forget like 
it always astounds me how much is in this episode. It is just an hour. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, it starts off so funny and it's just a simple premise. And mm-hmm. there's a full year within this episode. It is so wild how much there is. And it's like every, the entire spectrum of Supernatural. You got like the funny shit. You got silly, you got ridiculous shit. You got cartoony shit. You got sad mm-hmm. shit. You got, oh God, this is terrifying shit. Uh, you got existential dread shit. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this episode so much. It's so good. It is definitely a really good episode. Like, this is probably one of the best episodes of Supernatural, period. Yeah, like, if anyone ever asks me, like, what episodes of Supernatural, well, first of all, I tell them, don't fucking watch Supernatural. And then second of all, I say, (laughs) Lazarus Rising in this episode. Yeah, that's true. It's, It's a very, very good episode. It's very fun. And, but it it does, you know, have those emotional beats. And, like, if you stop and you think about it a little bit you're like oh there's there's more here than just you know so it's 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 very good very fun it has me thinking do you think that um they were planning that far back to have like the trickster be gabriel because i think they did plan for that because otherwise why wouldn't the stake work no i don't think so because um they didn't want to have angels until they pretty much had no choice. Well, to be fair, this was this was going to be the original season finale if the writer's strike didn't go well. So yeah. seasons four is when the angels were introduced. So they might have been thinking around this time about how to set up season four. That's fair. It's like hard his to first say. his first introduction, they definitely weren't planning for it. But I think maybe by this point they were. Because otherwise, why would he care? Yeah, that's the thing that gets me, is why... Other than, like, oh, it's a fan-favorite episode, might as well bring the fan-favorite character back. Because that's that's mostly my thought of why they brought him back. Because, yeah, the reasoning is somewhat flimsy. But it makes so much more sense once you know that he's Gabriel. Yeah, so I think maybe, maybe this one wasn't accidental. Maybe this one was intentional. We might, we might want to give yeah. some of the writers some credit. Oh, I hate doing that. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same. Also, one thing that really gets me about this episode, it's my favorite episode, and it's a, it's a Sam episode. It is a pure Sam episode. Oh, yeah. Dean doesn't do anything in this episode but die. <laughs> That's kind of what I love about Dean so much in this episode. He is so cartoony. Like, he's a literal cartoon mm-hmm. character in this episode. They even drop a piano on him. Exactly. The fucking gargling, all of the like one-liners that he keeps repeating over and over. Everything he does is so over the top and cartoonish. He he gets a fucking piano dropped on him, like you said. <laughs> um, my fa- what was okay, what was your favorite Dean death in this episode? Mine is easily the Do these tacos taste funny to you? Heat of a moment. That one's my favorite. That one's very good. <laughs> I love the you, dog. Ian? The dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just off screen. You hear the bark. And then like Sam's in the middle of having a very like important realization moment. He's trying to chase after the woman so he can get th- some information from her. And then you just hear the barking and heat of the moment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like when you're playing a video game and you like get something really important, but then it does a notification like your your dog just died. It's like, I got to go back to my last fucking save. God damn it. Yeah. It's it's very funny. One thing that I will say is it is good that he does get a reset. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
I mean, just this episode is so iconic in just so many ways. Like, you know, like pig in a poke. (laughs) Yesterday was Tuesday, but today is Tuesday also. (laughs) And just heat of the moment. And like, I think it was really sweet that Sam catches the hot sauce every single time. Like, he doesn't have to. After a while, it's totally understandable that he's just like, I don't care. But he just does it. He's like, yep, got it. Every single time for hundreds of set things. He's like, I might as well be nice to this lady. <laughs> I agree that it does show Dean that he's in a time loop, but it's still like, it's still a nice gesture. Yeah, like he doesn't have to do it every single time. <laughs> and you can tell just how frustrated and angry and scared he is but he's still he's still going out of his way to catch the fucking bottle hot sauce yeah. bottle like oh oh sammy what a sweet little baby and then we get like kind of the shift in the whole episode it's just so funny up until it's not funny anymore and it just continues to not be funny and it's horrifying sam is like so terrifying once he loses dean and it's what's interesting about this episode is that like we've had like seasons and shit and we've had like these major events where the brothers are in hell or purgatory for like an extended amount of time. We never fucking see it. We're just kind of told, oh, I was there for 40 years. We don't really see it ever. We see like glimpses, but you never truly feel it. But in this one, you can kind of feel like this dude is so fucking exhausted and he just, he has been on the fucking hunt for this trickster for months and months. It is amazing. Like in this one single episode, you could feel the weight of it, of all those iterations. Like they actually, you know, make you feel the time that he spent doing this. Because the time in hell and in the cage also didn't really matter, didn't really align with the real amount of time that's passed. And this. All of this time ended up getting completely retconned for them. But they took the time to make you feel how long it was. And I think that's something they probably should have worked on better. Because I know it's supposed to be happening off screen in between seasons. But they really did both Dean and Sam a disservice later by kind of um, minimizing their time in hell. And then later in purgatory. Like... I know it didn't happen yeah. while we were on the show, but there, you should have did something to kind of drill in just how much. Ah, oh, fuck. Sorry. It's 421 here, and I just realized I missed texting <laughs> <laughs> some people 420. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm an idiot. Um, what was I even saying? I don't know. Um, but yeah, because it shows you they're capable of it. Because you really felt how long it took with Bobby giving him a call like, hey, it's been three months and then following up with him later. And then he got really, really like, at first I was like, I forgot. And I was like, shit, he's really willing to just go kill some random dude. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, he realizes this isn't the real Bobby. That's why he's, you know, because I feel like no matter what, he wouldn't be willing to just track down some random innocent person and murder them. But, um, yeah, the whole reason for this episode is that. We're just going to call him Gabriel because he's trying to teach Sam, like, very weird that he's trying to teach him a lesson this whole time. But, like, he's trying to teach him that he needs to live without his brother. And for 15 years, he never really learns how to do that, except for season eight. That's pretty much, like, the only time where he's like, eh, I don't need my brother. The one time the lesson actually, you know, stuck. And then Dean was real mad at him. Exactly. Like... This, this show has such an unhealthy 
concept for family. Yeah. Like, the thing is, it's not like, oh yeah, look at these two brothers and their fucked up little family. Wow. Bug jar. No, it's like, it tries to make it out like this is the ideal, that you should be completely obsessed with controlling everything your family member does because you love them and you're protecting them. Like, bro, no. This really does show, like, how fucked up their dynamic is. Like, truly. Like, Sam does not learn his lesson and he refuses to until he gets a a happy ending, quote-unquote. And that's just going on with his fucking (laughs) doing the same thing he's already been doing. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, these guys. I also love how when mm. Gabriel was portraying to be Bobby, he's like, just do it. Just kill me. Um, I'm old. I'm like, bitch, you're not old. You're like 55. Like, what? Yeah, you got a good amount. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. It is if Bobby would, like, keep fighting the whole time. Like, exactly. Oh, my God. Like, he, he's supposed to be around John's age. Like, he's supposed to be the appropriate age to be their father. So, like, he'd be in his, what, mid to late 50s? That's not old. It's really not. It is rude to say so. Even, like, early 60s. Still, not old. I feel like you you can't call someone old until late 60s, 70s. Like, okay, now they're old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even early 60s, I think we could count as middle age now. Because there are people who are still fucking work at that age. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. They're just like, I'm old. Just kill me. Like, bitch. Bitch. By the end of the series, like, the brothers are just, like, 20-ish years away from being his age. Like, that's not, it's not old. Yeah. Like, and he looks good for his age. Excuse me. <laughs> I was just real <laughs> mad about that. I was like, are you fucking serious? Um, What were some of the other notes? Oh, I, d- I, this is kind yeah. of tracking back a little bit, but I do love how how Sam's like kind of believes in the lore of the mystery spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just eventually. That's so it, like even from the beginning, he's like, I don't know, maybe there's something. You would think that Sam of all people would be like, this is a fucking hoax. This ain't true. <laughs> and then to he gets, be fair, yeah. I think it makes more sense that Sam's the one who's like, hey, there might be something to this. It's worth a look. And Dean's like, no. It's just a tourist trap. It's just stupid. (laughs) Because of the two of them, Sam has always been the more um, willing to believe. Oh, yeah. That's true. He is a religious one. Yeah, like, he's definitely the more credulous of of the two of them, you know? Like, even, like, it's weird because they both grew up around the supernatural, but Dean was from the very beginning much more this is what i know is real this is and everything else is kind of crazy and sam's like i mean i think all of it's crazy maybe we should (laughs) but it doesn't mean this is real maybe we should kind of give it a a chance i just think that's that's very funny but then when you think about it again i'm like no it makes perfect sense it's perfectly in character sam was the one who had religious faith sam was the one who didn't like discount some of the more out there creatures so it it makes sense that he would be willing to be like he's like hey i don't know if there's anything to this but there might be (laughs) there might be there very well may be yeah especially all the shit he goes through like that's the only lead he's got so he might as well believe in it yeah um oh yeah one thing i would say is i have 
ragged on Sam for not having his own taste in music, but we can add back in time to one of his favorite songs, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. He probably likes it a whole lot more now. Oh my god. You ready for trivia? Um, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm good. I got a lot of it. <laughs> I tried to save it to just like the good stuff, but you know, it's my favorite episode, so I might as well go ham. <clears throat> This first one, I had to, like, reread several times because I feel like it's just worded weird. It's just it's just weird. I don't... On medieval market days, the gullible might buy a pig and a poke, a baby pig in a cloth sack, without checking that the content really is a valuable piglet. What they really got was just a worthless cat. So a pig and a poke is a con job or a worthless object presented as a thing of value. Letting the cat out of the bag in the sense of revealing a secret comes from spoiling the same scam. Did, did that seem insane to you? The way that it was phrased was a little clunky, but yeah, basically a pig in a poke is what you, what I took from that was that they would wrap a cat up in a bag and say they were giving you a pig in a poke. Then you would yeah. open it up. I'm like, they did not phrase that super well. I don't know. Maybe they didn't punctuate it properly or maybe they just should have, you know, done a little bit more editing to how, before yeah. they posted it. Cause it was like, I get the words you're saying, but that's, like, not a very good, like, you didn't it's, phrase yeah. it super well. Like, it was the highest voted trivia on IMDb. Can you believe that? So strange. I mean, pig in a poke is a memorable little phrase. Yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> you don't hear all that often. Uh, Jared Padalecki regards this episode as one of his least favorites since he had a cry all weekend. <laughs> it was emotionally taxing. Good. Cry, bitch. Cry. <laughs> he does do really good with him. I like when um Dean gets hit with a piano and instead of you know like crying over it like as he's done two or three times by now he's just like <sighs> just a big old sigh like yep sorry bud you're you're in for the long haul here yeah um, sorry about that this episode draws inspiration from the x-files monday from 1999 um in which a agent Mulder dies repeatedly and wakes up to relive the day anew Monday was co-written by John G. Ban, who served as a co-producer for Mystery Spot and has also written other episodes for Supernatural. While the events of Monday happened on a Monday, the events of Tuesday, I mean, <laughs> events of Mystery Spot take place on a Tuesday. Additionally, both Monday and Mystery Spot were directed by Kim Manners. You can definitely tell the similarities in the episodes. Oh, yeah. I should probably check that episode out, actually. Um, mystery Spots are also called Gravity Hills and are common throughout the world. They're the trivia for that was like way longer, but it was very boring. So that was it. <laughs> it has someone who's very interested in these gravity hills. It was very boring. Um, according to Jared Padalecki, this episode was written to serve as a season finale. If the writer strike forced the production to come to a halt. If that happened, Dean was really supposed to be dead at the end and the trickster would not bring him back. As a strike was settled, the episode continued to be just a regular episode. Uh, because of the strike though, season three had only 16 episodes instead of the usual 22 will say that doesn't quite make sense but i mean i guess yeah that seems like a really weird episode to end the season but yeah you know they went all out for it anyway so that's fine fine by Be me fair, a lot of um a lot of shows they get cut off in the middle of filming a season so they never get to do any sort of wrapping up so maybe it's like, okay, the writer's strike might end it here. We might have to hastily end it. We weren't planning yeah. on this. But at least he was going to die in this um, episode anyway. 
Do you know that um, the Blue Spear episode of Avatar was supposed to be like, in case they didn't get the heads up for like the rest of the series, like that was supposed to be the end of the series. What? Yeah. With the Blue Spirit? Yeah. That would that would have been a horrible place to end it. It would have been really good, but holy shit. You know, it would have been a five rally thing, just like end up on a high and be like, please, please pick us up again. Please, please, please. That's true. Because then at least they have a chance of maybe being picked up by someone else. Yeah, it's entirely possible that I think I might have read that that episode actually did save them and give them the rest of the series. Or at least so the rest of the weird. season. It, I know. I, I love Avatar, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't know it existed until um, Nickelodeon did their series finale marathon. So I was like, I don't know, what what year did it end? It ended in like 2008 oh, or 2009, right? Yeah, I was like in high school, I think. So um, it was the whole summer that we were over there and the marathon took quite a while. And so, yeah. and so we hadn't watched any of it because we didn't have Nickelodeon as a channel. And we watched the entire series. We marathoned it. We stayed up, like, to, oh, like, yeah. try to... I did that with my Irish cousins. We loved... Oh, they loved it. It was... It was insane, because, like, what, nothing was on demand. <laughs> so, um... So, um, we, we ended up, like, just staying up all, all night. I don't remember how long it took to watch all three. Three? Four? Three? Three, three seasons. seasons but it, it took us a while we stayed up and i had never heard of it before then but i watched it all in one go and i don't nice. think i've actually done a full rewatch since I, i've rewatched some of it but what makes me sad is that i don't know if it's possible to watch without cable watch the um the pop-up bubble one yeah, with like all the, the fun that, facts that's the one that i got to watch really? too because in the oh series finale that was that yeah. was what they had all of the fun facts um available which is yes. why it was even more fun for me because i was i was one of the fun fact kids who really liked you know books like that and so i was oh my goodness yeah so i got all of the trivia so my very first watch like watch through was getting the full experience so i never ever understood when people were like yeah they didn't think they would make it past season one or past season two because by the time that I watched it, it was already a huge hit. Yeah, like exactly. It is so insane to think about. It is so insane to think about. Like in animation terms, we live in a pretty incredible universe. Like everything is shit in our universe. Animation <laughs> though, we got fucking Avatar. We got the Spider Verse. We're gonna have three Spider Verses. We got like Mitchell and the Machines. We got all this crazy good animation shit going on. Oh my god! Like like everyone's like the world's horrible, and I'm like. Yeah, but animation fucks so hard right now. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to look this up to see, like, with what were the extras called? I don't really remember. I know there's one. There's a really cute one where um, Zuko says, like, a bunch of little girls aren't going to save you. And the pop of is like, that's not true. Little girls can do anything they put their minds to. It's so adorable. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> adorable oh my gosh oh my god yeah if anyone hasn't seen if you can find the pop-up version of it please watch it. it's so worth it it's so good i think i have some dvds that have it oh speaking of trivia we should probably finish uh technically dean is the only character that dies in this episode he dies 111 times though bro um, that's so i many. know jesus 
So that's, uh, you know, 111 days for Sam, basically. And then you add the six months onto that. That's a whole year right there that he just sure. lost. Um, the song that is playing on the clock radio when Sam wakes up and realizes that it's finally Wednesday is the same song that is playing on the clock radio when Marty McFly wakes up and realizes that he's back from 1955 in Back to the Future. Uh, the song is Back in Time by Huey Lewis and the News. And my last one is <clears throat> when Sam confronts Ed Coleman before realizing he's really the trickster. Ed says, my wife's name is Amelia. I sell ad space. This is the same background as Jimmy Novak in uh, episode four, season four, episode 20. So funny. So funny that they did that. <laughs> like, what's a, what's, what's a boring ass motherfucker? Someone who sells ad space. You know, the people who help us. They have a wife heard. named Amelia. Isn't that the yeah. same exact name that his, or was his wife named Amanda? I don't remember. I know Amelia is, I think it sounds familiar because I'm pretty sure it's the lady from season eight that Sam hooked up with. Yeah, uh, that's, and who was yeah, her name is nobody. Amelia, but I do think that Jimmy Novak, Novak's wife has an A name. Yeah, I feel like that too. Oh, well. Um, all right, you ready to move on to the next episode? It's Amelia. Sorry. It is in fact Amelia. Oh, that's so wild. All right. Episode 12, Justin Below. February 21st, 2008, written by Sarah Gamble, directed by Phil Zagrikia. Uh, after being set up at Bella, Sam and Dean are arrested put, and put in a cell in Monument, Cal uh, Colorado, awaiting transport to a maximum security facility. While they're there, they discover a number of the authorities are possessed, and the jail itself is besieged by about 30 possessed townspeople. They are offered help by Ruby, but decide her solution is too costly. Devise their own way of escaping from the jail. Uh, I am with Hendrickson. These two are fucking maniacs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're crazy. This episode was really fun and really cool, but also just really pissed me off in so many ways. Yeah? How so? Yeah, because, like, the end, basically, Ruby's uh, yeah. alternate um, option is, okay, I have a spell that will vaporize all the demons within a, ra within a mile radius. But also vaporize me. I think she means like actually kill them, not just you know send them back to hell. But what you have to do is we have to sacrifice a virgin. And there was this like um, very devout uh, girl there who was a virgin. Um, she looked like she was maybe in her early to mid twenties, and she was willing to do it. But they're like, no, 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 no. What I think we should do is it's not a good plan, but we should just put up a fight. Let them, like let them, let them all in and just do everything we can to find them off. And you know the plan works. One person gets away, or one demon gets away, goes back to hell. Uh, but everyone else um, is exercised and sent back to hell. They did a they, which was very smart. They had a recording yeah. of Sam saying a um, exorcism, which that's very smart. That that's what you guys should always do because yeah. They, you don't have to worry about them, like, stopping you from saying the exorcism. You have one automatically playing. Yeah, and even if they, like, break the recording, Sam has it. At least Sam, probably both of them, has it memorized, so. Exactly. And, but then at the very end, Ruby, like, um, Lilith comes and kills kills all of the survivors. All the remaining survivors. Which was stupid, and Ruby's like, well, you should have gone with my plan. Because then nobody would have survived, and nobody would have been able to run back to Lilith. Like, if nobody survived, Lilith would have found out the plan failed, and she would have done the same fucking thing. It may have taken a little longer, but the same exact consequence. 
and like this is supposed to be a big thing where it's like oh their their mercy is really what caused um everyone to die in the end no it fucking isn't it really fucking isn't and i thought that was the stupidest thing ever there was no reason to kill everyone off at the end it was a very bad writing decision because it didn't make any fucking sense uh yeah this episode was just kind of weird like the demon attacks them with a silencer and it felt so unnecessary like they're gonna go to prison and be trapped there it'd be easier to just get them while they're trapped in maximum security i mean i guess they didn't want to wait they wanted to get him as soon as possible it was really dumb like this this demon has been living in the corpse of um hendrickson's boss some like FBI guy for months now. Like, what? That makes no fucking sense. Fuck wild. It's dumb. The whole concept behind this episode just didn't make any goddamn sense. I think that this episode was just an excuse to blow as much of the budget as they could. No, honestly. Because there was a helicopter and they destroyed it. There was a giant cloud of demons multiple Mm -hmm. times. Whole building. Yeah. Clearly, all the money went here. <laughs> it was it was a very fun episode. It's just don't think too hard about how any of it fits together because you'll realize it falls apart. Exactly. Like, I love Hendrickson. He was a very fun character. I was kind of mad at him because you come in here and you start being rude to all of the locals for literally no reason. Like, you don't need to be a dick. Yeah. But otherwise, he was very, a very fun character who was absolutely correct about how fucking crazy Sam and Dean are. Yeah. I do think it's hilarious that, like, if you take Hendrickson as kind of the perception from a law enforcement or general non-hunter person's perspective... Dean is the crazy serial killer murder guy, and Sam is his, and I quote, half-wit little brother! (laughs) So mean! Very mean, and also, that's hilarious. It's like, Dean is this sicko who's going across the country, committing all these crimes, dragging his dumb little brother with him. That's it. That's it. He's just dragging Sam along for the ride. I'm like, give Sam credit where credit is due. He can also do some pretty fucked up horrific murdering. He can also be be a little bit of a serial killer. Just like his big brother. Oh my god, they are so fucking insane. Like, especially the later seasons. Like, I was watching some episode recently where they just... They just d- don't fucking care who they kill. They, like, killed a person just because they got mad at him. Like, holy shit, you guys. Yeah, like, at least in the earlier seasons, like, they were very firm on the, if you are a human, no matter how fucked up what you're doing is, we won't kill you, like, stance. Like, even though I kind of disagree with that, like, I'm like, I-, I feel like if you're okay with killing monsters, you should be okay with killing some humans. But... That's neither here nor there. When thinking about the world that these two inhabit, like, their version, like, first of all, they're these two fugitives, and they're very well-known. Sam and Dean Winchester, very famous fugitives. Then they are killed in a helicopter blast, 
And then a few years later, they pop up again and are doing more criminal shit. There's like the Leviathans come along and start doing shit. And also there's a book series about them and people ship them together and shit. <laughs> it's like, what kind of fucking, how are people not talking about the Winchesters all the fucking time? Even just normies. Honestly, I feel like in the supernatural universe, given all the shit that's been going on, they should have like, maybe like kind of C-list celebrity status. Like... Yeah. Like, you know, you know how, like, sometimes true crime fans, like, like, it'll, like, kind of work its way into mainstream. Like, I don't know anything yeah. about this, but every once in a while someone will mention, like, what happened to Jean Benet, whatever her name is. Like, I think Benet it would be, Ramsey. yeah, sure. They would be, like, that kind of <laughs> level where people aren't constantly talking about them, but it's like, oh, yeah, remember these serial killer brothers? Let's talk about this. But, like, there's also a book series that is their gospel. <laughs> like, how do you reconcile those two things? It's so, it's, like, you literally read about their case and that they survived. And it's confusing. It's confusing. I think in in the series, he doesn't, like, reveal their, their last names at first. Really? Yeah. It's such a big part of them. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, literal gospels, like, he has to name the. I don't know. So fucking funny. It's just, it's really funny. Uh, I honestly, and like, I know that at the end of the next episode, they get rid of all of the, all of the um, recordings. It would have been hilarious if right after, right after Hendrickson, you know, died after covering for them and, you know, declaring them dead, they fucking mm. show up on a reality show. Yeah. <laughs> How funny would that be? Yeah, this episode's alright. It's just it's just so How do you like there has to be like conspiracy theorists within this world that are like, yeah, Sam and Dean, the fictional characters and Sam and Dean, the real life serial killers are the same thing. And like they're not wrong at all. And most like there there's gotta be some like oh, I don't know what the equivalent would be, like Epstein didn't kill himself. Like it's that level of conspiracy theory in that world. Like, yep. Sam and Dean are the same characters in the it's so why it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. They do have to be like completely off base as to why and what's really going on, but they are making the connections that these people are real and they're the same people. Unless they are inhabit the Winchesters inhabit two separate universes and hop between them like the Berenstein oh Berenstein universes. Oh my god. And one thinks it's their serial killer, the other thinks they're fictional characters. Oh my god. And then some other people like hop between the universe. They're like, I could have sworn these two were serial killers. Why is there a huge fan base for them? <laughs> Granted, oh, there'd be probably. a huge fan base for them in the serial killer universe anyway. <laughs> probably. Oh my god. It, oh, it boggles the mind. I wish these people would think. The writers would think sometimes. Because <laughs> you can't have both these things be true. <laughs> it's too weird. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe. Yeah. They could have tried. I don't remember how much they actually tell you about the books in the series, though. I mean, there's a literal musical based on it in the show. Yeah, but I don't know if they ever, like, say last names. That's true. I feel like they have to, though, because it's such a... They're always like, oh, the Winchester boys. Oh, the, the Winchesters. Oh, the Winchesters did that. All this. Oh, da, 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 da. There are other good names that they could have been given. Oh, that's true. Could have he could have just make, gave them a fucking fake last name or no last name? 
That's true. It's just that it's supposed to be their gospel, their new Bible. It's not. Like they have to use. That's not what I thought it was. Did. No. I thought that's what it was. No. Am I getting confused with a fanfic? I think Probably. I am. I think I'm thinking of this really sad fanfic. Yep. Yep. I got that's how I that's what's confusing me. I think you're right. They probably didn't mention the Nuss names or at least changed them or something. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched any of the episodes that um go into the book series as it is within the um the show. But like I think it's easy enough. I, honestly, I mean, no. No, they they kept their same first names, but it would have been easy enough to give them different last names or just not mention a last yeah. name. What a strange, strange show. Uh, anything else we really want to say about this episode? It's like, it's not a bad episode. I mean, it's the weakest one of the, mm. this little bunch. But it's but still pretty good. It's not bad. It's not my favorite. Yeah. It's still like, I wish there was more. Um, I've seen horror movies like this that are really good where like everybody is stuck together and they have to learn to get along. Yeah. Like, I love that shit. This shit's really good. And I wish there was a little bit more of that. Yeah. The concept of getting all these people together and they have to fight off these demons is great. It's just... They couldn't figure out a way for it to happen in a way that made sense. And you can tell they just kind of went, fuck it. We're just going to do it anyway. Yeah, we're just going to hire a bunch of actors. We got the money for it for now. Like, Hendrickson was such a cool character. I was kind of mad that, you know, he died. Like, he could have been a really cool um, recurring character. Um, I mean, it was also, I was also kind of pissed that they killed off What's-Her-Face. The, the virgin? Yeah. She literally died a virgin. Yeah, this episode was pretty pointless besides introducing Lilith. I mean, I think it was... And killing Hendrickson. Yeah, killing Hendrickson, and it did introduce Lilith, I just realized that. Because the last episode, they didn't, like, say her name or anything. Yeah, I mean, it was a cool episode. I wish that they had, you know, worked a little harder on it. Because it was such a good, fun episode. But of the three, it's definitely the weakest. But still Hmm. in probably the top five of this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, want to go to, to trivia or anything? Trivia. The title is a direct reference to a plot element. Justin below means justice and war and refers to the guidelines of fighting well once war has begun. This is the first time the anti-possession t- tattoos are revealed, which is cool. Um, this is the only episode of the series that includes both the season's recurring female characters, Bella and Ruby, uh, though they share no screen time because of fucking course they don't. It's supernatural. I just find that so funny. This is the only episode of the entire series that includes that season's recurring characters. What the holy hell? I guess it's of that season. Like, I guess we do see like Claire and Jody together and shit. But like, oh my gosh, that's that's a lot. That's still a lot. It takes till season fucking three to have, like, two important female characters in the same episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. This felt like kind of a misogynist episode anyway. Yeah. Like, the Virgin should have had agency. Like, yeah, she was volunteering to get killed, which sucks. But, like, she was volunteering. Hello. She didn't have Let her really die anything. Like, the only importance of her was that she had a crucifix for Sam to steal. And that... She was a virgin that could have helped them, but then Dean um, was like, no, we're going to protect her instead. Dean is, you know, the the righteous man that he is. Steps in and is like, no, we're not doing this. Like, that's all all she was. She was just kind of a prop. The only people who, like, were important to the actual, like, action of this were Sam, Dean, Ruby, and Hendrickson. Nobody else really mattered. Yeah, 
the more I talk about this episode, the more I dislike it, mm. which is sad. Anyway, episode 13, Ghost, Ghost Facers. <laughs> Stay in the kitchen when the kitchen gets hot. <laughs> God, this is such a good one. Such a classic. Um, April 24, 2008, written by Ben Edlund, uh, directed by Phil Zagrikia. In this offshoot semi-spoof of ghost hunters, Sam and Dean once again encounter the Hellhounds, aka the Ghost Facers, who have formed their own reality TV show. They are investigating a haunted house where every February 29th, ghosts who died a violent de- a death haunt the place. Oh my god, this episode is so good. It's so good. I don't ha- really have that many notes about it. It's just a good fucking episode. It's so funny. I do like how um, it's supposed to be like a test pilot that they're going to be sending off. And like at the very beginning when they introduce themselves, they're like, you don't have to worry about any writers striking because <laughs> I'm like, you direct <laughs> reference to the fucking writer's strike, you assholes. Oh my god. Just, this is such a fucking good episode. Good lord. And just clearly everybody was having so much fun making it. Like, we kind of mentioned in the trivia, but like, they got to Sam and Dean got to swear as much as they realistically would. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Even Sam, like, swears like a fucking sailor. And it's like, yes, this is what they sound like. Like, they truly get to like, inhabit the characters. Exactly. I love the, what the bleep? <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's perfect. I'm sure a lot of this was actually, like, improvised. And because there were, like, moments where the care like, all the actors are, like, holding their own cameras and shit. And, like, uh, Jared and Jensen probably had to like bounce off them. Like, there's one point where I don't know if it would be written, but like mm-hmm. Dean picks off picks a box out of like the refrigerator and he turns around and someone is like a camera, no, an EMF meter right next to him and he just like stares at them for a second. It's like I don't even know if that was planned. It was just so perfect. Honestly, the do you know how fucking good Supernatural would have been if it was a mockumentary? Of oh like, my god, that would have been so fucking fun. Holy shit. That's what I, I want to make a show that's a mockumentary following a bunch of monster hunters. That would be so fucking fun. That would be so cool. Like an episode, it would have been so cool to have an episode that's like somebody who is familiar with these two being like, can I just record you for a day and make like a small movie? And for some whatever reason, they would never agree to it, but they agree to it anyway and just have them fall. That would be so good. I mean, that's kind of what this episode is, but just like actually following them on a hunt from an outsider perspective would have been so fun. Honestly, yeah, that would have been really fun. I I was looking through some of your notes, um, and I I mean, I didn't have too much to add, but it's so funny how at the beginning, they're like, oh, don't worry, it's not any cops, it's just Hicks, and I'm just like sitting there like, yeah, people call them Hicks all the time, and I genuinely feel like- There's nothing Hick about them. Exactly. Nobody in the Supernatural universe knows what a fucking Hick is, because it's not these guys- like, there's different kinds of hicks, but, like... There's just nothing really Americana about these two. They're too pretty. They're too I mean, it's, tall and pretty. It's not that there's nothing Americana about them. There's nothing hick about them. How about y- y'all go to the mountains? You'll find some hicks there. Like, I just... I don't understand why everyone calls them fucking hicks. Nothing about the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they act says hick at all in any way shape or form and it makes me so mad yeah it really doesn't work it really doesn't make sense it would have made more sense for them to be like oh it's undercover cops and they're doing a really bad job of being undercover 
I mean, to be fair, they, they saw the two. Well, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Um. Oh my god, this episode. Like, I don't really have much. Just I don't. It's difficult to talk about funny episodes because then I just wanted to like just say all the iconic quotes, like "Gay love can pierce the veil of death and save the day." <laughs> like, I just want to sit here and do probably that. Probably the most iconic quote from this whole um episode. I mean, he's right. Yeah, cast proves that over and over. <laughs> Um, I also wrote, you gotta be, go be gay for that poor dead intern. It's things I want to say to Dean Winchester. <laughs> is is Cass the intern here? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, maybe in some way he was at some point an intern, an angel intern. <laughs> God. Oh my God. This episode is so good. Uh, oh my God. I love that part where Sam is just like banging that chair against the door and just yelling at Dean. Like we were supposed to die two. You were supposed to die two months from now, but now we're going to die tonight. Thanks a fucking lot, Dean. And he's just so furious and bit- <laughs> he's so bitchy in this batch of episodes. Love it. Oh yes, yes. I love it when Sam gets bitchy. Also love, um, what was that one guy's name? It was the cameraman who didn't die. Like a yeah, fifteen sixteenths Jewish and one sixteen. Yeah, I'm just like Spruce, you idiot! You're an idiot, is what you are, Spruce. You're right. He's yeah. he's such a dick. At first, I was like, God, it's such a yeah. He's so fucking funny. Like he's just like, oh, um, you have too much to live. What 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 is it? Cancer? He's like, I'm not fucking telling you. and then when they get trapped in the basement sam's like what is he doing and dean's like it makes him feel better don't yeah worry about it i'm like that's so fucking funny it makes him feel better (laughs) this was such an excellent little cast of characters they're all like such just everybody in this episode is an asshole (laughs) is an asshole even like the brothers like everybody sucks (laughs) and i love it Except for, um, for Corbett, Corbett, beloved Corbett. For Corbett, Corbett, my beloved. Oh, poor baby. And the sister was was okay. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like any like nastiness directed at Ed was completely deserved. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this whole this whole series, God, I really wish, I really wish we got a fucking Ghostface or spinoff or something. I don't know. Would have been really, really funny. Did they come back? I think they came back for an episode. Oh god, yeah, I just watched that episode recently and it's terrible. It is it's a bad episode. Aww. It is not funny at all. I know they were in season five because Cass showed up and he teleported and scared the shit out of them. I think that was like a just like a special web thing. It wasn't actually in the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Apparently there are eight fix for Harry slash Ed. But only eight. I don't believe that. It's got to be more than that. Hmm. Wow, one of them was updated as recently as 2022, January 5th. God damn. Holy shit. Oh my lord. Crazy. Oh my god. Okay, is there anything we want to say about this episode? It, I mean, I don't. Talking about funny episodes is so difficult because you just don't want to ruin the joke. So, like, yeah. if you haven't seen this episode, go fucking watch it. It's, it, it's like this mystery spot, Lazarus Rising. Those are like the, my top three like you gotta watch them if you gotta watch supernatural you gotta watch those ones yeah also we hooked someone in our on our group chat <laughs> into watching supernatural and he's like the the dialogue is really funny we're like okay i mean yeah the dialogue fun. is super bad that's why it's funny because it's very yeah <laughs> very um 
All right, trivia. The lead members of the Ghost Facers are Harry Spangler and Ed Zedmore. These names are inspired by the Ghostbusters characters Egon Spangler and Weston Zedmore. Uh, John DeSantis plays the ghost of Freeman Daggett. This is the first of many roles he has on Supernatural. He also portrays the Golem um, in Everybody Hates Hitler, 2013. The Scarecrow in Fanfic, 2014. And Moloch in The Memory Remains in 2017. He's really recognizable. He's just like a big ass fucking dude. <laughs> As I say. Um, this episode marks the second time that Sam and Dean actually use profanity. The reality TV show that the Ghostbusters make within the narrative of the episode is meant to be a real life found footage uh, film, all in quotes basically. And Sam and Dean are shown to be regularly using profanity, which is bleeped out by the Ghostbusters. Up until um, season eight, episode eight, Hunter Hirochi. Uh, this was the only instance in the show of strong profanity, either suggested or censored. Supernatural is a primetime show on a family channel, and therefore any profanity stronger than bitch or ass is not allowed. However, it stands to reason, and both Jensen and Jared have mentioned this on multiple occasions, that Sam and Dean, if they were real, or on HBO, uh, would be much more rough around the edges and would definitely swear. Yeah, like... At, like, naturally. It makes me so wild. It, like, it makes me so mad whenever I hear Dean say friggin'. Like, no. That, that man is yeah. saying fucking every single time. Mm -hmm. Every time he says... Especially if it's something that, like... I'm like, oh my god, you sound like a... 11 year old christian boy like what the frig or something like that like oh god yeah oh, dear god yeah right that's like one of the benefits of fanfic you could have them swear as realistically as intended. and as much as they actually do why was hunter <laughs> hirose um it was like the cartoon episode not not the not the scooby-doo one but like a very cartoony episode why were they allowed to swear in that I don't remember. I'm sure they, like, cover their mouths with, like, or had them do, like, a speech bubble with all, like, the little asterisks and all that, like, the little jumble of uh, symbols. Okay. Maybe. Maybe? I'm guessing. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. Um, do you have an AU of the week? Go first. My AU of the week is that Victor quits the FBI and starts hunting, and he survived this episode because he deserved to. <laughs> and I think he'd be very meticulous. He'd be very, very, very good at this job. And he wouldn't be quite as, like, he would be, like, meticulous, but he wouldn't be, like, quite as much as Sam is in uh, Mystery Spot. <laughs> but I think he's, like, still pretty personable, surprisingly. Especially, like, when he had his conversation with Dean and they, like, actually got along for a good few seconds there. Like, I think he'd be such a good hunter. Yeah, he would make an excellent hunter. Like, what his job was in the... Um, FBI was tracking down serial killers and other dangerous criminals like them, so it would make sense that that would translate really yeah. well into being a hunter. He'd also be a hunter that doesn't have a death wish. He'd, like, be one of those rare ones. Yes. Or, like, have, like, yeah, like, be like, I need to get revenge, some shit like that. He'd be like, no, I'm here to do a job and I'm here to save people. And he'd probably save more people than he did in the FBI, because that was one thing he didn't like about working with them. Yeah. Oh, God, he should have survived and been a hunter. That would have been so cool. Really he could have been a really cool recurring character. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would have been really good and cool if we, were if we were allowed to get that. But alas. Alas. Uh, <sighs> anything now we got to kill Bella soon. <laughs> anything else you want to say about um, the Seiyu? Uh, that's pretty much about it. Y you know, 
you can get what you get. I you the week. Um, actually, was kind of inspired by our conversation earlier. Airbender AU. Like, they live in that universe. Like, I have to. I have to. Yeah. We have. I'm shocked that we have it. Honestly. Like, I think, I just think it would be neat if people could, you know, bend the elements. Yeah. What, which, what kind of bender would each of Team Free Will be? Um, well, since, since it's going to be something that, like, runs in the family, like... Unless it was like a situation where they have like parents from different nations or whatever, Sam and Dean would like be yeah, from like the Cora. Same one. Um, honestly, I think what would make what what would make the most sense for Sam, just like based off of his like skill set, and because they don't really have like psychic mm. abilities necessarily, and yeah, an Airbender. Um, I was trying to think of like what would make the most sense, and like the only thing I could think of is because blood bending is kind of similar to what he does. Maybe um, he would be a water bender. I think mm. Dean would make the most sense, regardless of what anyone else is, as a non bender. Like he just he, he would have yeah. to be a non bender. Yeah, personally, I would say Earth is the closest for him, but yeah, he would definitely be a non bender. Yeah, he would, yeah he because he's he's a bit Sokka y. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. He is a bit Sokka-y. But he also, just, like, his whole thing is that, like, the base of him is human, where the base of Sam is other. Like, things happen to him. Yes. But he is not, at his core, anything other than human, if that makes sense, you know? Oh, yeah. So, nope, that makes perfect sense. But Sam's whole thing was, at his core, he was supposed to not, you know, have these abilities and be different so i think it'd make more sense if he had those from jump because he was a bender of some sort um yeah it's really it's kind of hard to like place anything on any of them because like the world is so different so if we're just importing like the idea of bending and not anything else from that because honestly that's that's mostly what i wanted to take from it because it's a lot to go into and a lot that would be completely mismatched be just because of the cultures involved in avatar the last mm. airbender and i'm like i'm not gonna transport any of the cultural things because that's not necessarily appropriate to take yeah. the supernatural characters which are all just midwest white guys like <laughs> so i'm not gonna do that just like the idea that you know yeah, yeah. different groups of people who can or can't bend what would cast be and so if we take in that context i think the one cast would be most like uh, Honestly, just because of how powerful they are and the fact that he can fly, I'd have to say Airbender. Yeah, I would say so too. And also, he can be a bit of a pacifist sometimes. 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 Um, I just, I just think that would make the most sense. Like, no, he's not going to be a monk. Oh, definitely. So that's not. why I was like, we're not going to take any of the cultural aspects of the four nations because it's just not a way to. To reconcile those two, and I don't really want to. I just kind of want to go with, like, the concept of the four elemental powers, more or less. Yeah. This has been Helling Complicated. Uh, I'm Dupless on Tumblr, Dupless27 on Twitter, Dupless everywhere. Um, you can find us at Helling Podcast on Twitter and Helling Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. Uh, how do you want to not be found? Okay, um, what you gotta do is... Um... Yeah, and if you do it exactly like that, I'll appear. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Lou review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this. Uh, Misha Collins, please come on the show. Tell us if you watch after. Also, I watched an episode of your PBS food show. It was pretty fun. It was fun. I'm glad you're having fun with Misha it. Misha Collins, come on the show and do a Avatar The Last Airbender marathon with us. Please, please, please. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Please, you're making a sleepover. Please, please, please. Oh, my God. You can paint your I nails. Love that. I would love that ending more. Uh, have a good day, everybody, and carry on, my wayward kids. Do you remember Gishwish when like somebody won a night like a sleepover with Misha Collins at like some European castle or some shit? Really? Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I was for a second I was like, wait, did I did I dream that? At first I was like, what? Then I was like, wait, no, that was actually pretty recently. I remember that. that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a crazy man. Oh my god. <laughs>